physically right now. Lord, we just pray that, God, your hand would be upon them, that you would move in their lives in very powerful ways, that you would keep them safe, that you would give them wisdom. And Lord, we pray for this facility in our area in Ripon today, Lord God, that has this outbreak of the COVID virus. We pray for supernatural healings to take place, lungs to open up, and Lord, for this to be able to be confined and not spread throughout the entire facility. Uh, Lord, we thank you for those, those people that are working with these residents, that God, you would just, your hand would be upon them, give them wisdom, and Lord, the medical professionals working with them as well, that God, you would just move in a very powerful way. Lord, we thank you that God, your grace, your mercy, your love is here, and Lord, we pray today that miracles would take place in people's lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, well, to get things started, we've got Jeb here, and he has an interview that he did a little earlier this week with one of our new ministry partners, Brandon Hawkins. So we're going to turn it over to Jeb to kickstart our supersized worship experience. It's Jive Time with Jeb! Well, hey, this is Jeb. Thanks for tuning in today. I want to introduce you to my new and good friend, Brandon. Brandon, can you introduce yourself to the people there? Hi. It's nice to see everybody. My name is Brandon, um, and I'm here visiting with Jeb today, going to answer some questions. Ooh, all right. Now, Brandon is one of our brand new ministry partners. So, Brandon, tell us a little bit about what you and your wife do for ministry. So we plant churches in Turkey, um, and that entails telling lots of people about Jesus, the Savior, and sharing with them how he can change their lives and how he can be their God, their friend, their Savior, and enabling them, giving them the ability to start their own churches. That sounds amazing. Now, I, we want to be clear for everybody out there. Now, when you say Turkey, you're not talking about a bird. Not the bird. No, we're talking about the country of Turkey. And where would that be? That sits right between Asia and Europe. Ooh, okay. I think we can figure out where that's at. Now, now, what's it like there weather-wise? Do they have snow? Is it cold like it is here in Wisconsin? Actually, Istanbul got snow this last week. We sent it to them. Yeah, we airmailed it to them. We know all about that. So so that's really neat. How, how hot does it get there in the summer? Well, in certain places, uh, we used to live in Izmir, Turkey. It's the biblical city of Smyrna. And during the summers, it was sometimes around 115 degrees Fahrenheit. Hot. How do you not melt? <laughs> a lot of people had air conditioners. We did not. Uh, we used a lot of box fans. I was going to say, if we're going to think about blessing these people, we need to send some fans their way. Woo, that is warm. 115. Yeah. Well, even I'd get a tan there. Wow, that, that's amazing. And so, so uh, you're itinerating to, to raise money to go back over to Turkey. What, what projects are you going to be doing when you get back over there? So when we get over there, um, we will be actually teaching English as a second language for Turkish people. Uh, that is mostly so we can stay there with a visa as workers, um, because it's very difficult to get a visa for a long amount of time. But we will be starting home churches, so a lot of what we will be doing is actually traveling to rural areas and sharing with people and giving them Bibles and other books that they can learn from themselves and then teach other people about Jesus and Christianity. That, that is amazing. I love the creativity, Brandon, that you and your wife are using to reach people with the gospel. And I think sometimes we get stuck just thinking we do church one way, but, but boy, we're learning here at Hillside. You can do church lots of different ways. We do online and drive-in and radio and who knows what we're going to come up with next. So I, I, it's exciting to hear that you're being creative and how you're reaching people for Jesus too. So if you had one word of encouragement for us today, Brandon, what would it be? Uh, we serve a great God of hope and there's absolutely nothing 
that is happening that he will not give you a great imaginative idea how to get around. God is able to move the mountain, but sometimes he gives us the ability to go over it and around it and do great things. Ooh, I like that. That's a good word for today. That is an awesome word. Well, hey, Brandon, we want to tell you, Pastor Eric told me, I can tell you, we are partnering with you for ministry. And so he's going to take care of all the all the details on that. But Brandon and his wife, and your wife's name is? Her name is Laura, and my son's name is Elijah. Ooh, Laura and Elijah. Will you tell them, Hillside Assembly is partnering with you to reach people for Jesus in Turkey. Praise God. I will tell them. Thank you. Well, awesome. Hey, we're going to pray today. We want to pray for you that God would help you be creative and reach in people for Jesus. So I'm going to ask Brandon, would you be willing to pray for us today? I really will be. Let's do it. All right. Father God, we thank you because you are the God of creativity, the God of imagination. Uh, There is no problem. There is no circumstance that is outside of your control and your ability to give your people new vision. God, we ask for new vision for Hillside Assembly. We ask for new vision for the churches in Turkey, ones that are existing and ones that you will bring into existence. God, you are good. We trust in you. God, Lead your people with fresh anointing and new vision. We pray this in your wonderful and perfect name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Woo, man, that is a powerful prayer. Well, it's time for us to shoot, scoot, and boogie. I think I'm going to take Brandon out for lunch today. So you guys have a great day. We're praying for you. Let's reach people for Jesus. We'll see you at Drive-In Church on Sunday morning. See you later. Bye. God bless you. Well, hey, it was really excited to be able to meet Brandon, got to spend some time with him the last two weeks. Uh, And we are partnering with them both financially, but also we're helping them with their itineration videos. And so we're actually finished that project up with them this week. So excited about that. Brandon is a great friend and we're excited about the ministry that we're going to be able to do together in the months ahead. So keep Brandon and his family in your prayers. This morning, we're going to do things a little bit differently. Uh, I'm going to actually start with the message. We'll have worship intertwined between different segments uh, that we'll have this morning. And so let's get ready to jump into God's word. We're going to be in Mark chapter eight, and we're picking up in verse 22. We're doing a series called Just Like Jesus. And the whole point of this is for us to be able to evaluate our own life and to look at what the scripture actually says about what the church should be, how we should conduct ourselves, how we should live, and how we should do ministry. And if we're not doing things effectively, we're committed to making those changes to do that, to be the church that God's calling us to be, and for you to be the disciple Jesus is calling you to be. Now, last week, we talked about not missing your miracle, how attitudes can get in the way of God doing amazing things in your life. And also prioritizing the things that are important to Jesus. There are seasons where Jesus wants to do things. And as we build our relationship with him and we become more confident in hearing his voice in our life, we'll know that there'll be seasons where Jesus prioritizes us to do things. And they're important to him. As we step into those things, God is faithful to move in our own lives in some amazing ways. I love the passage of scripture that says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And then these things will be added to you. It's so important for us to prioritize the things that Jesus is wanting to do. And I guarantee you, your life won't be left on the cutting room floor. It's not going to be edited out. Jesus wants to move in your life. Let's make sure we're prioritizing the things Jesus wants to do and the needs that we have. I guarantee you, Jesus is going to meet those as well. So we're going to jump into scriptures today. Uh, We're talking about... uh, miracles, really, and, and two, two things that happened for an individual in Mark chapter 8. There's healing, and then there's also the vision. And so we're going to share both of those with you this morning. Let's jump into Mark chapter 8, verse 22. They came to Bethsaida, and some people brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village. When he had... Uh, Spit in the man's eyes and put his hands on him, Jesus asked, Do you see anything? He looked up and said, I see people. They look like trees walking around. Once more, Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes. Then his eyes were opened, his sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. 
Jesus sent him home saying, don't even go into the village. I want to pray one more time before we just start breaking down this scripture this morning. Lord, your grace and your mercy is amazing. Lord, there are deep truths for us to take away from this passage. And Lord, we're about to share an amazing thing that you did. And God, I believe that what you started, you will see to completion. You're such an amazing God. And Lord, I pray today for the person watching online or listening on the radio, that God feels like they've failed you, feels like like their miracle isn't coming. Lord, I want them to be assured that they are not left out, that they're not forgotten. And just like this man, you took the time to minister to him. That Lord, this morning, I know you're going to take the time, Lord, to speak to people's hearts and minds. God, I pray that we would experience only what you can do this morning, internally in our life, in our minds, in our hearts, and in our bodies. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, I'm just going to be upfront and honest. Uh, I will probably be very emotional today. Uh, So I do have my box of Kleenex ready, and you might need them too if you're an emotional person. Who knows? Um, But you know that I am, and so I'm just, I'm prepared for the tears to flow if that's what God wants to do. Uh, I want to read from my notes first, and then I'll speak directly to you. But as we look at this, there's the healing and the vision. Let's start with the healing. The unique thing about this miracle of healing is that it occurred gradually. It wasn't instantaneous. The gospel records the healing of at least seven blind men, and they show that our Lord used a variety of approaches in providing miracles and healing to these individuals. The man was not from Bethsaida, but Jesus sent him home and cautioned him not to enter that town. Now that, now that he had been healed, why go to this uh, unbelieving Bethsaida where Jesus had just been rejected just a few verses and chapters earlier? His job was to go home and spread the good news of the kingdom and to demonstrate its power by showing others that what Jesus had done for him. There's a principle to be taken away here. Sometimes Jesus does things instantaneously. We've all seen that. We've all read that in scriptures. But there's also time where miracles happen progressively. Where God takes uh, not just a moment in time, but, but a season of time to provide a miracle for an individual, for a family, uh, or a group of people. The hard thing about this for us is God's timing. And really, we can never 100% understand God's timing because God's mind is so massive, so huge. He's so amazing, so overwhelming. We, we catch glimpses of Him, really. If we were to experience God in His full glory, our minds would be blown. Um, and so it's hard for us to wrap around God's timing. Let's face it, when, if we're really honest with each other, that we struggle with the way God does things. Because we like to write our own narrative. We like, to, we like to say, God, we've got you figured out, and this is how you should move, and this is how you should respond, and this is when you should do it. But God loves to break through those boundaries, and He never seems to operate in the way that we, we think He should. And let's, let's be really uh, open with this idea that when God doesn't move in a way that we want, His plan is better than ours. It always is better than our plan. I'm glad for that because let's be honest, if we were writing our own stories, we would just goof the whole thing up. I mean, that's clear. You see that story laid out in scripture from the very beginning in Genesis. I believe that the miracle isn't just the end result, but the miracle's in the journey. When you look at this man, it's pretty amazing because when he starts to be able to see, God, God, Jesus asks him, do you see anything? And what he responds is, is I, I see people. I see people. And it's interesting that that's the first thing that he sees. It wasn't the ground. It wasn't the sky. It was, it was people. And while it wasn't clear, that vision would become clear to him. See, I think it's so important, the journey that we're on. And I know that for some of you watching today, you've been suffering a long time with an illness, with a situation, with a circumstance, with maybe some some mental issues that are happening in your mind, dealing with depression and heartache. 
And I know it's difficult. And I know sometimes we want God to just just snap his fingers and, and make it go away. And sometimes he does. And other times he empowers us to walk through things or to move around things instead of removing the object from in front of us. The only way that we can know what way God's moving is for us to cling and to trust to Jesus, surrender to Jesus. And I love how this this story ends because Jesus sends him home to give hope to his family, to give hope to those he has relationships with. And this morning, it's my privilege to be able to sit in that place today because I want to share with you a testimony about healing that God did uh, over the last couple of weeks. Um, Some of you know that three years ago, I came down with a medical condition called benign fasciculation syndrome. And uh, there's a couple things that happens with that. Normally, it's, it's just in one part of your body. Uh, it can be in your, your fingers or your hand, your arm, your leg. I have the rarest form of BFS, which means that it, it, it affects my entire body. So my muscles would spasm um, by themselves uncontrollably. Um, it's irritating. Uh, it's hard to sleep at night when, when you feel like your body's dancing all over, over the bed and uh, it wakes you up. And so there's the irritating part of it, but also there, there are these moments where I get really hard spasms and my muscles won't release. Uh, and those can be extremely painful. Uh, there's times where my body just hurts really bad. Um, there's also a mental component that goes into it and you can deal with depression and those things. And that's been a challenge too. And so I've been dealing with this for three years and I've learned how to cope with it and to do pretty well with it. Uh, there's been days and moments where it was, it's been difficult and challenging and hard. Um, and through the whole process, I'm so grateful for going through it because it's opened my eyes to suffering um, and what people deal with. And over the last three years, I've been able to have these incredible moments with people that are in so much pain as they're suffering because I could relate to them. So I'm incredibly grateful for going through the experiences that I've had. I think back to Jane Mantic, and that was a very difficult season for me because I had really thought that Jane was the one that was going to have the miracle and that I was going to be the one diagnosed with something far more severe than BFS. And it didn't turn out that way. But I will remember visiting her And sitting in her room and being able to relate to the pain that she had. And and there was some type of cool relationship that formed with us. And I look forward to the day to be reunited with Jane in heaven and to sit down and have more conversations with her. And I'm very grateful for every season that God has enabled me to walk through with this. But there was a transformation that happened a week ago Wednesday. And... uh, that was, uh, get my dates here, Wednesday, January 27th. Uh, that Wednesday morning, I woke up at uh, between 1 and 2 and was woken up. I don't know any other way to explain this, but to say that God just showed up in my bedroom and woke me up. Began to have a conversation with me about a meeting that I had had just previous to that. Uh, we had met as a board uh, a weekend, I think it was almost 10 days before that. And in that meeting, we, we discussed a lot of different things. We were deciding whether or not it was time to transition back in the building or we should stay outside for another season. And, and so, obviously, you know what we decided there. And, but in that meeting, we sat down and really discussed the heartbeat of what God was speaking to us and His priority in preaching the Word and reaching the lost and the things that, that we knew we're going to need to change to get there. And, and we began to to pray about and to share with each other where we thought maybe God might take us, some, some interesting ideas to be able to, to help us take the gospel to our communities. And it's a, it's a wide net. I'm not going to share those because of time here. But a few of those things that we talked about, God has to meet us. We can't do it in our own strength. And we just believed in faith that God was doing that, that the resource was going to be there to do it like never before. And partnerships that we've yet to forge with people were going to be forged in the days ahead. And God took me back to that that meeting. God just 
said he was pleased with our church in our efforts to try to reach outside the walls and to reach outside our culture and to engage with people and and connecting with Christ. And then God asked me a question and said, uh, when was the last time that you had pain like you, you were having? And I realized that I had had no major pain since that meeting ended with the board. So for 10 days, I hadn't had pain. I also hadn't had any spasms. And God spoke to me and said, I'm healing you of your BFS. And uh, along with that, made a covenant with me that said, as long as we prioritize, myself and the church prioritize reaching the lost and continue to seek him and to try our best to be obedient to what he says, that God would resource our ministry like never before. End of conversation. I didn't say anything to anybody. I didn't even share with my wife. The next morning I came to church contemplating what God had said. Was this me? Was it emotions? What was it? And uh, I decided to have a conversation with one of our board members, Brad Thompson. And the reason that I did not share all of this with you before this time is because I, I believe really strongly, and I've talked about this, having integrity in your witness and authenticity. And I wanted to make sure that this wasn't me, it was God. But I also wanted to have verification and a witness that this event had taken place. And so I had shared all of this with Brad Thompson uh, on Thursday of that week. So that would be the 28th, I believe. And then we came in, we did church last weekend. And I think it was really interesting. Saturday, I was here at the office connecting with people, trying to connect people with Jesus. It's an interesting story for another time. And in that process of being here, God really put on my heart to preach the message and put it up on YouTube. And so I preached the exact same message that I did on Sunday, very identical. I did not add any of the things that had happened to me. I didn't share those testimonies at all. But I believe there's a powerful principle that sometimes you have to speak the words of God and then God comes through after the words are spoken. So that message was preached and put out online where we talked about the importance of walking in the ways of God and the priorities of God and that God will show up and do miracles. And Sunday came, and I preached the message outside. And then uh, part of what God spoke to me on that Wednesday came to pass, because last Sunday was the second largest offering we've ever had as a church and ever I've seen in my ministry career. Um, that's pretty amazing to happen. Um, kind of just blew my mind and I was trying to process that at the end of service and probably some of you saw me sit on the back of Jack and Joe or Jackie and Joe's truck and it wasn't the financial blessing but it, it was a confirmation to me that God was healing me so I want to share with you today that one God is resourcing us and as I sat on the back of that pickup truck I heard God's voice again say I'm not kidding if you prioritize reaching the lost, I will resource this ministry like you have never seen before. Today, I want to be a witness to God's power and His love and His mercy. Because three weeks ago, I couldn't hold out my hand and it be steady. I'm shaking because of nerves and cold. Uh, so this may not be a great illustration, but my fingers aren't gyrating all over the place like they normally do. I haven't had pain since God healed me. Um, I've had minor fasciculations in all places. My backside, I think that might just be God reminding me that uh, it's a work in progress. Um, my mind has been touched. I can't explain to you other than I know that there's a dynamic shift and change in me. Uh, and people that are closest to me have seen it. Um, and Jeff and I spent quite a bit of time with each other and he said that he saw a difference in me, energy and able to do things that I've never been able to do before, or at least for the last three years. And it's been awesome and it's been great. And I believe that God healed me. And why I'm so excited about this is because there's a spiritual principle that what God does at the top of leadership trickles down through the church. God's word and promise to me was that there would be greater miracles. When he healed me and said, look, if you prioritize this, I'll resource you, but there will be a greater flow of power 
and there will be there will be greater miracles that happen. I believe that the miracle you're waiting on might be just coming on its way right now. And I want to take this morning to pray with you. And I don't know God's timing. I I know God healed me and look, I'll be honest with you. If I could trade it for my daughter to be healed, I'd take what I had and what she has. For my wife to experience the miracles she needs, I would switch in a heartbeat. For you to experience the miracle that you need, I would switch in a heartbeat. But that's not the way God wrote the story. And I believe this morning God's asking us to reach out in faith and believe that what God did, what Jesus did for this man and healing his sight, Jesus wants to do for you. Healing is assured. Whether it's on this side of eternity or the next, I don't know. But I know your healing is coming and I know God's provision is available for you. And maybe you have to be like me and walk through the season that you're in because God wants to do a miracle in you first to change your heart, to open your eyes, to see things differently, to have you grow spiritually through your suffering. But I believe God does miracles. And I want to pray for you this morning. We've got a bunch of people here and uh, down here for service. They're praying with you too. So let's pray this morning for you to be able to have a powerful testimony of God's healing. Jesus, we thank you that God, you are an amazing father. God, I thank you for a healing that I wasn't even asking for. But Lord, you, when we prioritize what you want to do, we're never left out. God, you see every person's need this morning, every person's pain, every person's heartache. And God, I ask that in your great love and mercy, would you stretch out your grace to those who need a miracle this morning in their body? need a physical healing inside of them somehow, whether it's a knee or a hip, uh, Lord God, whether it's, it's a heart condition or, or uh, something to do with breathing, Lord, if it's a mental condition, that God, miracles would begin to pour out, Lord, as we trust you. Lord, you are a good, gracious Father. And Lord, I thank you for the miracle you do in our lives helping us grow, helping us go to the places that you're calling us to, to transform our innermost being and to make us more like you. Lord, the suffering that we go through helps us to get there. It's not something that's fun. No one would choose it on their own. But Lord, sometimes you give us what we need and not what we want. And what we need is so much more important. Lord, I pray for miracles to take place. For those that the, the thing that they're struggling with that can be removed, we pray for that. For those who, God, you are wanting to fill the individual with the strength and grace and mercy to climb over the obstacle in front of them, that God, that, that would come to pass. And Lord, for those who, who you're using this current situation to steer their life to the right or the left and to go around, Lord, we pray for the wisdom for people to be able to understand that. Lord, I thank you for the healing that's taken place in my life. Because only you could have done this. And I thank you for the opportunity to stand as a testimony to say God still heals in amazing ways. And I thank you for your promise of provision. What you started, you will see to completion. And Lord, Hillside Assembly covenants with you that we will prioritize reaching the lost and preaching the gospel. We will not compromise on those things. And Lord, when you speak to us and give us direction, we will do our very best to be obedient. The vision ahead of us is larger than we can do on our own. But with your, with your help, we can get there and we can impact our community and surrounding communities and to help our ministry partners around the globe. We give you praise, glory, and honor this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, we're going to go to some worship. And when I come back, I'll have two of our ministry partners with us, Luke and Mandy. So uh, we'll see you in just a moment. Worship team, would you lead us? Hey, thanks, worship team. Uh, just to clarify... Uh, I did tell my wife last Sunday about all this, so she's not hearing this for the first time, just so we're clear. Uh, don't keep things from your wife for very long, guys. That's a helpful hint for Valentine's Day. Uh, we're a week ahead. 
Um, but I'm here with two of my great ministers. Yeah, yeah, people are honking in the parking lot. Yes, I'm at least doing one thing right this morning. Um, and so uh, I'm here with two uh, of our ministry partners, uh, individuals that I greatly love and adore. When I think about people who see people clearly, uh, these two come to mind. And so when I was reading this passage of scripture, I knew I wanted to make you guys or have you guys come in uh, and share this Sunday with us. And so uh, I'm going to have them introduce themselves uh, to you guys. So why don't you guys go ahead and do that? Hi. Um, yep, you're on. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm Mandy and this is my coworker, Luke, and we are campus ministers with His House Christian Fellowship. Um, we're so thankful to get to be partners with you guys. It's been one of the best, most encouraging relationships that I can even describe. And so what we do, um, we really believe that a very strategic mission field is the college campus. We know that there are students who are completely unreached and have never heard about Jesus. Um, many of them are unchurched. Churched, and they're right here in our backyard. And so we get to just do life with them. We meet with them one-on-one. -on -one. We have large group meetings. We reach out to them. And it's amazing to see students come to be followers of Jesus. Um, it's amazing to meet students who've never heard anything of the Gospels and actually see this hunger in them start to stir and see them transfer over from death to life. And so what we do is we follow, we, we help students follow Jesus by sharing life with them. And the thing is, we know that their college years are important. We know that they're making really big decisions about who they are and what they believe, but we also know that they're going to go out into the world, that they're going to go to different careers, different countries, that they're going to um, be able to be a light in a dark place in a way that we won't be. And so we want them to change the world for Jesus, and we believe that we get to change the next generation um, by ministering with our college students. And so we love it. It's a blast, and we love doing it with you. Yeah, so uh, Mandy and I have had the joy to get to work together. This is our, we're at eight and a half years, I think, or no. Are we I'm in? on eight, you're nine. Yes, yeah. yes. So I'm in my ninth year, Mandy's in her eighth year, and so uh, we... We count it a true privilege to get to be working with students at Ripon College, and it is really a great blessing that has been maybe the last, well, how long have you been here, Pastor Eric? Five years. Five years. So it has been the past five years that we've really been able to partner with Hillside Assembly of God Church, and it has just been such a blessing. Um, and from getting to use your uh, nine square in the sky, to getting to use your building for office space, to so many just... Uh, unexpected blessings, little bonuses for Christmas. or Pies. <laughs> yes. Remember pies? <laughs> yes, pies and all sorts of things. Uh, it is just so great to get to partner with a church that wants to, as Pastor Eric shared earlier today, just reach people for Jesus. And that's what we're all about at Ripon College. That's what you guys are all about in our community. And so we just love this partnership. Uh, the way that my wife and I have, have often said it is that we want to live with, love, and point college students to Jesus. And so uh, that's, that's what all of us are called to do in our lives. And so uh, thank you so, so much. Awesome. I love these guys a lot. And if our college students can get ready, uh, they're going to have a little something for, for you guys. Uh, it's been a cool partnership. Uh, and I remember sitting down with the board and talking and saying, look, uh, we can support you guys financially, which we do, but we could also be, be more than that. And, and providing the office space, that was a new concept uh, for, for us. But man, what a great partnership it has been. It's fun. We get to see each other in the office during the week. Um, and man, you guys have been, as much as... as I hope that we've been a blessing to you guys. You guys have blessed us so much uh, with coming opportunities to to be at our nights of worship or to communicate the gospel to our people, and and it's just been awesome. And so I'm looking forward to many more years ahead doing ministry with you guys in this community and whatever else God would have us do together to change people's lives for His kingdom. Um, now we do something here on a regular basis. We do a pastor appreciation day, but you guys as missionaries, I don't think that we have a, like. A, a day like that. And so we kind of wanted to make the rest of the service today a little bit of that for you guys. And so I don't know if you remember the show, uh, This Is Your Life. Well, we've got some college students here that have been impacted by these two, and they would like to share a couple of their stories about how you've impacted their life uh, as they've grown in Jesus. So we're going to kick that over to those guys. 
everybody. My name is Nick Tun, but you might already know that. Just to get right into it, you'd, it's, it's easy to forget sometimes that Luke and Mandy don't just have infinite time because it always seems like they can find time to, to meet with every student and talk with every student and invest in them in ways that is incredible for, for people who meet so many different people every single year even. And, and yet it, it never seems like it's just a job for them or that they're just showing up to clock in and clock out and get paid. And it really feels like they're, they're there for an important mission and, and that every single person that they're talking to and sitting down to is, 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 is so important to them. You really get the feeling that you're just as important to them as, as we are to Jesus because that's, they know that that's what they're there for, to connect you with Jesus. And, that, and that, that importance transcends anything else that they could be meeting you for. And, and when, and whenever, whenever a student tries to text them to set up a meeting or to talk about something or, or they need something, they always make that a priority and, and then fit it into their incredibly busy schedule somehow because they know that Jesus meeting people is, is God's ultimate priority. And that's, that's more important than, than, than being able to, to have free time, which is just incredible. I don't know how they ever have free time with, with how much that they do for, for every single student over the years. And I think, uh, there's no other better way to say it, I think the best way that Luke and Mandy imitate and reflect our Lord Jesus is in the way that they meet people where they need to be met, right where they are. And, and you get the feeling that they're, they're not expecting you to, to do anything or to, to be a certain way. All they're, all they're worried about is connecting you to Christ right where you are at, at any time, right when you need it. And I think, ultimately, if, if there's any good takeaway, it's, it's important to remember that Luke and Mandy could be anywhere, but they choose to be here with the students. And I think that's very important for, for just all the great things that they do. There's more. There's another one. Okay. Are we on? Yeah. Yes, you're Great good. Sound. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Um, I just like to say thank you to Luke and Mandy for everything that they've done for me personally and for my relationships on campus. Um, and for CCF as a whole, um, Luke and Mandy have been the people who are there for you when you don't know where else to go or when you don't have friends on campus or you're lost, like literally lost, um, <laughs> they're willing to like not drop everything, but they will drop most things to come get you if you need a ride or if you're crying in the middle of the night and you just need a hug or anything else. And it's been such a blessing to know that there's somebody there that is always willing to love you no matter what you're going through or who you are. Hi, I'm Adrian, and I'm number three in the last one of the college students today. Uh, so Pastor told me about this earlier this week, that I was going to be needing to share something with Luke and Mandy. Uh, and right away I told him I wasn't sure if I wanted to think about it beforehand or just come up with something on the spot. Because I said, if I come up with it on the spot, it might seem more genuine. It's whatever comes to mind. So Luke and Mandy, that's what I'm doing right now. Um, <laughs> But that also means that what I'm about to share is something that's coming to, it comes to mind right away. So it's not something I have to spend hours thinking about. It's stuff that I know about you two right away, and it means it's important to me. Um, also, most people already know that I'm interning under Luke and Mandy right now. Uh, and so you know that what I'm saying is also genuine, because if I didn't like them, I wouldn't be interning with them. Uh, so I'm going to start with Mandy and some things I learned from her. One of the things that I really liked about her that I probably have never told her is that she would give me hugs. Now, I am someone who enjoys hugs, but I will never instigate a hug with someone, especially like in 
I'm not going to say older lady, but a lady oh. who is older than I am. I would never do that. But like consistently every Wednesday or Thursday night, she would come give me a hug. And that was something that meant a lot to me because it was, it was that bond. It was that welcoming thing that I would never do. But I think that shows something Manny's willing to do is to go and talk or give a hug or reach out to someone. And so that's something I really value about her. And I would say one other thing that Mandy really showed me, um, which she didn't do anything but be welcoming. And I'll, I'll explain is when I was in the Dominican Republic, I really, with her, um, so I went on a mission trip with her to the Dominican, but I really, really needed to talk to someone. And it was kind of like a, I kind of need a therapist, but I, I just someone that I trust. And so that's what Mandy was. She was someone I really trusted. And so for the first time, like in my life, I opened up about some really deep things. And so that transitioned into meeting weekly with, yeah, weekly with Luke. Um, but yes, just so you know, Mandy, I've already told you this before, but you showed me that it's possible to open up to people about things you never want to. Um, and then now I, I'm going to go with Luke. Uh, so Luke has been my closest mentor for the last two years, I would say when I started meeting with him weekly. Um, and so he showed me a lot of things on like, what is it like to be in some ways, just a man who's following God. Uh, what is it like to try to find someone to be your wife? What is it like to love food the right way? All these sorts of things that I've just been learning weekly. Um, and in some ways, it feels like he's just a really good friend. And so I do feel a, a little more comfortable saying that he's an older man because it might be a little more obvious. Um, but even last night, I got smoked by him in ping pong. And it's like the fact that I can hang out with him and learn from him, um, even though there is that age gap, is really important to me, and I've learned a lot. So thank you, both of you. Hey, well, uh, I hope that meant a lot to you guys, having students that you've impacted. And there's so many more. Um, and so uh, I know if I reached out to your guys' ministry, we'd be here all day uh, with great stories. You guys have been an encouragement to me. Um, just, man, great times of prayer with both of you and walking through some really interesting things. And even with my medical condition. Uh, and so it's really cool that you guys are here to celebrate now that, that God's healing me from this. Uh, it's just exciting to have you guys here. But we want to do one more thing because we want to celebrate these guys. They do so much for our community, for the college campus. They've been a blessing to Hillside Assembly. So we've got some gifts to celebrate here. And so uh, I think they're going to bring those up uh, for us. We didn't get you a cane, Mandy. So you're not quite there yet. So you get two bags. And so uh, we'll have you open them up. I'll probably have to explain what some of these are, but uh, I had asked you a while back, hey, is there something that uh, you needed for ministry? And, and I said, just send me a list. And you did. And so this is, we know that you like to do vlogging and stuff. So we got you a ring light uh, that you can put your phone on and light up your, your beautiful face <laughs> that is not that old. Um, and, and it'll be in high definition. So nobody will get that confused. So that is a ring light for you and a stand uh, and all that kind of good stuff. And in here, we got you a brand new MacBook Pro because wow. uh, we knew that you had some computer issues. And so this is the brand new M1 with 512 gigabytes of SSD storage. But that's not enough because we know you're going to make lots of videos. So there's an external hard drive for you, that's an SSD drive, so it'll be really fast. Wow. And then in there is all the adapters you need to work with all the stuff that you currently got. So, so yeah, yeah, we're excited for that. You can still come use all of our equipment anytime you you want but now you've got your own uh and then luke um it's not in a fancy bag brother but we love the ministry that you're doing with students and so hillside assembly would like to give you two thousand dollars towards your ministry wow. for whatever you guys need um and if there's other things that you need we want you to be able to share with us obviously we want other people to be able to bless you guys too um 
but we want to make sure you have all the resources you need to accomplish the mission that you're doing because it's so vital. It's so important. Um, you guys are doing a great job because I got three young people here who serve me incredibly well. Um, I could cry talking about each one of them. Uh, and so one of them's on staff with us. They're marrying another one. So this is pretty good. Nick, it's looking good for you, bud. That's all I got to say. Uh, and so uh, I, would, I would like to be able to pray with you guys this morning. Uh, and I'm actually going to ask uh, Adrian, would you come and pray over these guys? We'll give you a mic. Uh, just a blessing over them today. So you can just stand in the right in here. Squeeze in here. We'll make it happen. We're all wearing masks. We're okay. So go ahead, Adrian. Dear Jesus, thank you so much for calling both Luke and Mandy to Riffin College. Thank you for the great number of students who have been able to go in contact with them. Uh, thank you for the blessing of them being able to take students who are already following you and giving them a place to keep doing that away from home at college and thank you also for the great number of students who haven't known you who have come to you through Luke and Mandy uh, so God I pray that you would continue being with them and that you will guide them to continue being with us and all the other students and I pray that you would bless their work so much and that you would bless them as well and thank you so much for them God in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, we're going to go back to worship, but don't tune out yet because we've got one small left uh, leftover interview that we'd like to do with you. It's live. It's going to be here. Uh, I'm going to be able to ask Nick about where he's at with going to Japan, and so uh, he's going to share with us in just a moment. But let's go to worship, and we'll see you in just a few moments. Well, thanks, worship team. I appreciate your service this morning. Uh, Robbie and the team will be back in just a moment to close us out for today. But I have good friend Nick Tun with me. Uh, you guys have, have got to see Nick over this season. The craziest year of our life, 2020. God was uh, moving in great ways, though. With all the stuff that we happened to see Nick flourish and the things that God was doing inside of him was pretty amazing. He felt called to Japan. Uh, we started doing some, some resourcing and some work and some legwork. And uh, why don't you share with us where we're at on the journey uh, to getting you over to Japan and, and serving Christ in Japan, Nick. Yeah, I'd love to, Pastor. So for those of you who don't know, I've already been accepted to Japan to serve with Kai Alpha on a college campus somewhere in, uh, in Japan, obviously. And uh, I'm currently in the placement phase, which is almost the final phase of the, of the whole process, where essentially all I'm waiting for is for someone to answer their email, and I'll know the place, the time, the money to raise, and how long I have to, have, have to raise it for. And uh, we could just be a couple of days, maybe a week or, or two away from that. So I'm just, just waiting on one email, and, and I'll be set and good to go. Awesome. Well, here's the thing. Every time that I text or call Nick, uh, the next level seems to approve. So I'll give you a text later today, and hopefully we'll get that process going. Uh, but Nick doesn't know this. Uh, we want to surprise you today as well. Uh, we believe in the calling that God has in your life, and we've been blessed to be a church of resource for ministry partners uh, in this season, and we would like to include you in that. And so today we want to tell you, and, and by the way, we can't do an offering for Nick yet because we have to wait for his map, maps assignment to get cleared so that he can raise funds. So if we did that today, we would be in big trouble. And so we do not want to do that. We want to make this easy. Uh, we will give you an opportunity to give to Nick in the future, but we wanted to let you know as a church today that we're putting aside $5,000 for you. That's before anybody gives. Uh, $5,000 is there for you because we believe in what God's doing in your life and the calling he's placing in your life. And we want to be a part of pouring into that. Now I thought about having one of those big checks made and brought in, uh, cause I want something that you remember this moment by. So, uh, it's not quite a big check, but we got something else for you to remember this day by Nick. So if you want to open that up, I know, man, we needed more tissues. There's more tissues here. Everybody's crying today. So we got you a, uh, a t-shirt that's uh, got Japan on it. 
I wanted to get one that said Japan bound, but I could not find one. So I don't sure what that says. Hopefully it says Japan and not anything bad on there. Uh, but we'll find out when you go to Japan what that says. Um, so, uh, but we want to pray for Nick today because we believe God's calling you to great and awesome things. And I'm going to ask Luke if he wants to come back really quick and pray for Nick. I'll have uh, just a couple final thoughts for you and we'll kick off into our last song for worship today and call it a day. All right, let's pray together. Uh, God, I just thank you so much, and I celebrate what you are doing, God. I just thank you for all that you have done in Nick's life. Thank you for calling him, first and foremost, as your son. Thank you, God, for, for his testimony. Thank you that he can carry your light, your spirit, your testimony wherever he goes. And as you call him to Japan, God, just continue to make the way open before him, God. I pray that uh, in the journey of support raising in the, over these next months, that you will continue to bless and provide and show how you are the awesome provider, the one who makes a way, the one who calls us, the one who guides us and leads us, the one who is with us everywhere we go. God, I pray that you would just prepare Nick's heart, that he will continue to seek you and stay close to you, that, that he would see you clearly in your word, in your people, in the world you have made. I pray that you would just, you would prepare him for the meetings that you have for him with supporters, with, with people that he doesn't even know yet. God, thank you for your testimony today through Hillside Assembly that you are already providing for him. God, we love you, and we thank you that, as Paul said at the end of Philippians 4, that we can be confident that our God will abundantly supply all of our needs in Jesus Christ. So we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Now, Nick, you're going to have to do a, an interview with Jeb at some point because all ministry partners have to. You too, Luke. So uh, we'll do that at some point. I want to thank everybody for being a part of our uh, Super Sunday worship experience today. We've had a great day celebrating. I want to thank everybody that um, has been praying for me and my family. Uh, we appreciate you. It is our honor and privilege to serve you as your lead pastor. We're looking forward to 2021, all the things that God has planned for us as a church to step into. Uh, projects that we'll jump into, lives being touched and changed through preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so we love doing life with you. No, we're praying for you. Reach out to the office if you've got a need. If, uh, if you just need to talk to somebody, if you want prayer, let us know. We love doing ministry with you. Uh, we're going to kick it back to our worship team and Robin will end our, our morning worship experience with a final prayer. Thank you so much for being a part of our worship experience this morning. We love you, church.